Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. According to the Small Business Administration, nearly 15% of franchises are owned by veterans. Veterans are a natural fit for this type of business opportunity because of the intangible skills you learn from the military. There are so many franchises out there to choose from, and finding a good match takes time and research. Luckily, our guest today has invested his own time in research and is passionate about helping other veterans succeed in their pursuit of franchise ownership. Sean Livingston is an Army veteran who operated an educational franchise for nearly 10 years. After selling his franchises, Sean decided to open his own business, Wolfhound Franchise Solutions, where he works as a franchise consultant. His services are free to veterans and his franchise partners represent a wide variety of industries. In this episode, Sean shares his lessons learned from operating a franchise, how he started his franchise consulting company, and the benefits of working with him to begin your own franchise journey. If you have any questions about this interview or ideas for a future topic, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Sean. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to have you here. You actually reached out to us um, just to kind of talk about, you know, what you do and wanting to offer some of your services. So we thought, what better way to have you talk to our veterans and educate them on some of the opportunities we'll talk about today than the podcast. So we'll talk a lot about that, a lot about what you do and a lot of the great resources that you can share with me and our listeners. And before we get into that, can you just go ahead and set the stage? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, sure. So, um, my, I guess I'll start with my military background. So, um, originally I was on, uh, I was on active duty and, uh, I guess long story short, I, um, I had gotten out and went to go back to college, um, actually, and, um, went to WVU. And while I was there, I, um, ran into a special forces guy. And next thing I know, I was, uh, going down to Fort Bragg and I was in the Q course. So, um, and at that point I went into the special forces with the national guard. Um, and then, uh, moving forward a little bit. So in, uh, 2009 after deployment, I, um, came back and it was, uh, probably like other veterans trying to figure out what, what I was going to do, you know, um, and I found myself uh, looking at uh, getting into my own business. And so uh, um, looking at several businesses and I got into franchise, you know, looking at franchises uh, that led me into the Huntington Learning Center. So I uh, ended up owning the Huntington Learning Center franchise and uh, for the last uh 10 years. So. Very cool. And I actually a question about that. So with the franchise, you said that you wanted to open your own business and that was one of the things that, or I guess the main thing that you wanted to pursue after leaving active duty versus, you know, trying to find a career within a company. But when you were led to Huntington career service or career services, Huntington learning, were you interested in that particular venture? Like, was that something that you were passionate about or was it um, just the right opportunity? A little bit of both. Um, I, as I was looking at different franchises, um, yeah, I looked at a couple of different 
industries and trying to figure out what I really wanted to, to do. And as I started to look at education, I, I liked it. And uh, um, I had met with the, the one that I took over was existing. It was there already. Um, so I had actually met with the franchisee and uh, a couple times and just talking to him about it and what, you know, what he does, what, you know, how the business is, stuff like that. And um, uh, I found myself, the opportunity came up. Uh, he had owned multiple locations. And so uh, he wanted to sell, wanted to sell that particular location. So I, I took the opportunity and bought it from him. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I got into that franchise. And then a couple of years later, I expanded and opened up a second location. Was that something that you had always wanted to do in terms of the business ownership? Like, do you consider yourself someone who's always had a passion for being an entrepreneur or, you know, when you were leaving the military, did you ever pursue any different career paths and interview with any types of companies? Um, I, I did. I was probably, you know, like most veterans, I instantly started looking at, you know, um, uh, like in particular law enforcement, you know, I look at the job that I had in, in the army and, being in special forces, I started looking at obviously, you know, like federal agencies, stuff like that. Some of the hiring process was like, I don't know, probably two years long, you know? So, um, uh, and I think by the time they even, you know, called me back for like the next phase of hiring, you know, I was like, I, you know, <laughs> I had already moved on, you know, it was like, it was, that was just a way too long for me to wait to really start a career. Um, but, I liked the idea of working for myself and um, uh, I guess that was, yeah, that was it. I want to be in charge of, you know, what I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. um, one thing that is interesting to me about what you just shared is you obviously had an open mind and that's something that we always try to tell our job seekers and even the listeners of this podcast to keep an open mind in your job search. Because if you think about the two things that you just mentioned with law enforcement and then opening a franchise for education, completely different. And I think a lot of people that are getting out of the military and even right, you know, any even civilians, you probably wouldn't necessarily think that an army veteran is going to be a natural fit to be a franchise owner of, you know, an educational franchise. And so it's just keeping that open mind. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, I, yeah, keeping an open mind and what you want to do and don't uh, narrow yourself down. There's so many. Um, I, I've figured out there's so many skills that we have that we've picked up in the military that can be applied to so many different places and aspects of things and um uh and in particular running a business or a franchise uh you know we're used to the structure you know that was one thing i had to do i had uh we, you know, when i got into the business i had to reestablish like a a, a structure <laughs> of you know who was where kind of up the ladder type of thing and and um that that sort of uh mindset and then we also have drive i, th I feel like there's more of a um uh get it done you know mindset where you know it's like you just need to get the work done you know so 
Um, I, I think uh, in a franchise in particular, why a lot of franchisors look for veterans as franchisees is that we've been in the military and we've followed a everyone follows a book that we're following a manual we have a there's always a set structure and that's what a franchise is they've set up a structure uh and obviously if it's a successful franchise they've set it up successfully so you're really just following you're owning your own business but you have a structure in place that you can follow you know mm-hmm. yeah um that's a good way it's kind of you brought up something that I think maybe some other people that are listening might think is um, when you talk to veterans on a day-to-day basis or, you know, anyone who's interested in owning a franchise, do you find that there's a little bit of a disconnect or a misconception where some people might be hesitant to open a franchise because what they really want to do is own their own business and maybe they don't see it that way? Do you ever kind of run into that or anyone asking you those questions about, um, is it really like running my own business or am I still working for somebody? Do you kind of get those questions? Um, yes. So, and that's, um, and yeah, you can look at it like that. Like you have, you know, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not really owning my own business because there's still someone there, but there, you do own your own business and you are running it the way you want to run it. They've only really set up uh, the, again, the structure for it and and a path for you to be successful um you're just buying you're buying into their brand and you're buying that name and so there's uh a much higher success rate with that and so um but you can um look at it this way you're you're buttering each other's bread (laughs) you know the you know if you look at it from a business standpoint you uh you know the franchisor is going to make money off of the franchisee and the franchisee is going to make money off of the franchisor you know so <clears throat> you have the you work hand in hand and i think that's also a a plus is that there is support um once you become a franchisee you're like in that family you know you're in that small group of franchisees that'll help each other or support each other in advice or um, just business ownership. So there is a lot that you do experience as just being a business owner, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but when you look at the statistics, just owning your own business, you have about a, you might have like a 20% chance of success Whereas you have about a 90% chance of success with a franchise. So uh, do you want to use all your time to try to build the structure yourself or take one that's already set up for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah, that's definitely a good way of looking at it. And all this advice that you just shared, you know, obviously it's it has come from your experience as a franchise owner, but Also, I want to talk about really the real reason that you're here today is about the company that you currently run, um, Wolfhound Franchise Solutions. So um, we'll just kind of tell our listeners a little bit about it. So the first question, what's the significance behind the name? Um, The name is, uh, I I felt like uh, when I was trying to come up with my name of uh, business, I wanted something meaningful and I was, it took a lot of, it took a lot of thought. And then one day, I don't know why it just hit me. 
Um, but the Wolfhound, well, one, I think it sounded cool. Um, and then two, uh, it itself is a veteran. So uh, you look at it, I, it's the original dog of war. Um, so dating back thousands of years, uh, the, the Wolfhound was known for its size. Um, I don't know if it was any actually any bigger than it is now uh, thousands of years ago, but the Romans described it as being six feet tall to the shoulder uh, at the time. And the um, when the, the Romans fought, I guess, uh, some Irish, there was like a, a legend that I had found that these dogs ran into battle and would uh, jump over the, the horses, knocking off, you know, the, the horsemen and taking them to the ground. So to then leaving them vulnerable. Um, and after that, the Romans actually wanted to use them as well. <laughs> they, they saw how effective they were in a fight. Um, so uh, anyway, and with that, uh, they were known for being extremely loyal. And so uh, they would never leave their master during, during a fight. And, uh, and that can be also seen so the uh, Gettysburg, there is actually a monument with a uh, uh, a wolfhound laying at the bottom of a Celtic cross, and it's, uh, it's significant for the Irish Brigade of New York at at the battlefield, um, and it never left, you know, never leaves their side. Uh, but you know, as that's part of the, like the veteran part and the loyalty part and everything, there's also uh, the Irish used it as a hunting dog. So, and it was meant to bring good luck and fortune to the village. And um, they actually used them to hunt down all the wolves in Ireland. But uh, when I looked at that as the significance for my business, um, showing that one, you know, uh, our business, we're, we're loyal to helping that person find, find the right path and what they're gonna do. Uh, and like I say, we're going to, you know, hunt for that business to make sure that they're successful and the luck and prosperity as well. So uh, kind of combining all those things together, I found that the Wolfhound was a good um, fit for a name to represent. Yeah. Sounds like the perfect name. Now I have to ask, do you have an actual pet Wolfhound or similar as the uh, real life mascot? Uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, but I actually started thinking about that after I um, uh, named it. I'd probably need a bigger yard because <laughs> it is it is a pretty large dog. But um, uh, they say that it's um, very it actually running around the house. It they say that it's actually very aware of its surroundings and even though it's size, it won't knock everything over. And it's extremely. Uh, um, it's one of those dogs that I guess because it's that's so big, it's just um, it it's just like a lovable <laughs> pet. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> you have to have one as your you have to get one so that you can have it on like Zoom calls know, and everything. I, I, I've been thinking about that just so I have my own, right? <laughs> that's funny. Well, I think that's the perfect name, but you know, what made you decide to start this business? Cause obviously you had your background in franchising. Was it some sort of gap that you saw or something that you wish had existed or that you had had access to when you got into franchising? 
Um, yes, actually. So I, uh, uh, so when I saw my franchisee came and he wanted to buy my business. So when I, when I sold my franchise, um, you know, I was back to that point where what else am I going to do? <laughs> right. So, um, trying to, I guess, as I tried to figure out, um, what I, you know, what would be my next venture, uh, I started looking at being, you know, a franchise consultant. I've been in franchising for the last 10 years. Uh, I understand the ups and downs of business and what it took to open a business and, you know, uh, build it, you know, whether it's a, you know, in a retail space, all that stuff. So, um, finding a way to help others and guide them into, into that successfully, uh, I felt like would be a, was a great fit. And, um, so it's, uh, so yeah, so that led me to what I'm doing now. Awesome. And speaking of what you're doing now, what are some of the services that you offer? Um, so I guess, uh, go through, so if somebody calls me, right, they, or I find them and, and they're looking into, um, owning a business and going, going into a franchise, uh, I would show them several options of what they, what's available, right? <clears throat> There's, I don't know, probably, probably actually a couple thousand uh, franchise names out there. So you can be overwhelmed with what you're trying to look at or limited when you start looking for it yourself. Um, back to why I did this uh, too. When I, when I started looking into it, it took me a long time because I was doing it myself. I didn't even realize that there were some franchise consultants out there. You know, I was uh, trying to look into all the different franchises myself and uh, connect with them and everything. And this way I can be like a hub for that person who wants to look into, you know, they tell me basically what they want to do, what they love doing, you know, you got to be passionate about it. And now I find that business for them that's already set up and then present it to them. Let's see what's, you know, what their options are. Um, I'm connected to several lenders, uh, lawyers that'll help you look through the, the paperwork. So I've set up that that structure so that when somebody comes looking for a franchise, I can help them, you know, guide them into the right place, uh, find the funding that they need, um, and make sure that they're doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. And you have tons, I was looking at your website, you have tons of companies that you're partnered with. Can you tell us just, some of the most recognizable, but even um, like you could include, you know, the types of franchises that they are in terms of like food service, education, like the one that you are part of, just anything that would be helpful to our listeners. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's uh, hard to think about. There's, there's, uh, <laughs> there's so many of them from, yeah, like you said, a restaurant um, to, uh, you know, gyms to, uh, hair salons, home restoration, junk removal. Uh, even there's even franchises that are in logistics and finance. So, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the recognizable names would be uh, like um, people may have heard of like the college hunks hauling junk or uh, the gym franchises with um, um, Snap or Rockbox um, or uh, Let's see. Um, 
the hair salons like um, uh, sport clips or great clips um, some of those so you there's a home restoration or even there's ones that for um, running rental companies and stuff like that uh, restaurants um, there's one right let's see uh, there's teriyaki madness there's um, gosh uh, restaurants there's so you know there's a plethora of them uh, or the types so you might have like a small like bar restaurant or you might have a more of a um, like a sandwich place or the Philadelphia pretzel factory or something like that so um, there is a lot to choose from I think the only thing I've found that's probably not a franchise is like uh, right aerospace engineering or something like that you know so yeah. there's like I said, even logistics and stuff, there's, um, there's a franchise out there that's a uh, supply point that, you know, for shipping and handling and uh, pallets. It's great. You know, I, that's something when I got into this, I found something like that. And I was like, wow, that's a, actually a franchise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so They've set up the structure of all the companies they work with the different, you know, so when you get into it, you, you're not looking for all that. It's already there. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. When I was in your website is super easy to navigate and we'll include a link to that so that people can go check it out. But, you know, you've got a list of everything that you do on this on the right. So just at a quick glance, you can see you do everything from advertising and marketing to retail, senior care, um, frozen yogurt. It's like I was surprised at um, really the wide range of franchises that you have. And when you click on each of these links to see the companies within each of them, it's not like you just have one or two. For most of them, you have a handful. So it just goes to show how many um, franchises you're working with. I think that's great. Yes. Yeah. And And we can also work with ones that aren't on that list too. So if somebody comes to me and says, you know, uh, I've heard about this. I can, um, I can also go contact them and, you know, make sure we, you know, link them up with, you know, uh, there's a few franchises out there that are, um, you might know that uh, are only like only finding veteran franchises, franchisees. Uh, there was um, uh, G force or like um, the J dog junk removal. Mm -hmm. That's how I, you know, I got an email about them from you and that's how I got connected to you. Mm -hmm. So um, there are some of those franchises that I might not have on my list, but if that comes up, I can always contact them and uh, and get more. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, just looking at, I, like I said, I will encourage everybody to check these out because you have so many on here that I think um, are great. I mean, just in every single industry and like we talked about, and I think we'll talk about a little bit more just in terms of, you know, kind of how to decide what you want to do. But one thing I wanted to point out that I think is important to talk about at the beginning of this conversation in terms of what you do, I believe that you operate on a type of model that Orion does where it's completely free to the person who's using our services in terms of a candidate job seeker um, in your, you know, line of business I see on your website says free franchise consultation. So the only reason I bring this up is to say that you're not charging people that come to you to, you know, seek guidance or, you know, ask questions about franchising. And I think that's important to note because you're providing such a valuable service that I think people might 
you know, listen to this and say, well, that's great, but I don't have the money to spend on that if all I want to do is learn about the franchise. But, you know, I don't know if you want to say anything more about that, but I wanted to definitely call that out. Yeah. Um, and I understand. So when, when you get into business too, if somebody's listening and they thinking about a business, I mean, there's plenty of books out there that'll tell you, you know, you have to put a value on your business, right? Um, so if, if they don't have skin in the game, like if they're not paying me something, is it really valuable? That's kind of the way I thought of it when it's free, but, um, I am here to be a, a free service for them and to guide them. So the, <clears throat> because we're connected to all those franchisors, what it is is the franchisor wants to spend all their time focusing on their current franchisees, right? So they, they look at someone like me as like their, their salesman, right? So if I find someone who's qualified, who fits their profile to get them in to be a franchisee for them, right? Uh, the, when I bring them to them and they be, actually, when they become a franchisee, it's not like they're, you know, paying me just to bring them people. Um, so once they become a franchisee, then that, that company, that franchisor, then pays me for bringing them to them. So uh, similar to like a broker, you know, um, it's kind of compared like to a real estate agent when you buy a house, right? You bought the house and now I'm getting that fee for bringing that person in, in there and being that. Uh, the franchisor wants to make sure that they're a qualified fit. So that's where I come in is I'm qualifying that person to make sure they can go into that business and be successful. Yeah, I think that's a good explanation. Now, I think you kind of already talked about, um, you know, how you work with people who come to you to learn about being franchise owners. And you do have some information on your website, too, that kind of outlines what you do in terms of, um, you know, walking them through all of the things that they're going to need to know in order to do it from funding to, you know, how to decide what type of franchise they're going to be interested and things like that. Is there anything else that's like a, I don't know, like a step-by-step -step or anything else that you would want to share of what kind of to give a peek inside what working with you is like? Um, well, I guess the step-by-step, -step, I guess the first time we, we talk, um, you know, just a, uh, I, I want to get to know the person a little bit you know, um, find out what they've been doing, uh, what they want to do, what they're passionate about. Um, and then it comes down to, there's going to be some, uh, you know, blunt questions. You know, we got to know where you are financially as well, right. To support a business. So we got to look at that. Um, I have a, um, a, like a questionnaire, you know, form for them to fill out. And then that way I can use that, talk to the lenders and let's see, um, where we can start out at if if that's needed right um and then it gives you a it gives that person <clears throat> uh kind of more of a financial outline okay this is where i'm starting so you're not you know oh i'm gonna you know you don't want to think that oh i'm gonna go open up um i'm gonna try to think of something that's big like urban air right you're gonna get a huge space as big as walmart and uh and have you know all the trampoline houses, all that stuff in there, right? So it, that's a much bigger cost than if you were opening something um, 
that is a service based that might be, you might be running out of your home with just, you know, I don't know, one or two trucks or something like a, um, there's some, um, like, let's see, uh, smoothie places that are smaller or yeah, you just have a vehicle, you know? Um, and so that might cost a lot less, you know, and we got to look at that, you know? So I guess that's the part of it is part of that first step is to, you know, have that discussion. And then after that, we would set up a, a time, uh, to to go over everything I, what i would do is just do some research pull up some franchises that i believe would be good fits for that person and then we'll get back on a call or um you know on a video conference or something like that and uh and i'll present those franchises to that person and we'll look at what you know what really fits them or what you know they they like and it might be something that you don't even think about you know um all of a sudden you know I don't know the person you might be thinking you know oh i love to work out i want a gym or something and then next thing you know uh you know you you know but they're really passionate about uh animals they like dogs <laughs> you know it's all of a sudden you're you're into something that's a um a very successful uh i don't know dog grooming business it sounds strange but it might be something off the wall that you really enjoy and if you enjoy doing it you'll be successful. Mm -hmm. Well, I would think that that's one of the really good things about, you know, people working with you versus working directly with a franchise, because unless there is a franchise that you are incredibly passionate about that, you know, you've done all the research and you really want to pursue just that franchise, it sounds like you're helping them kind of lay all the options out on the table, go through, um, all the different factors of, you know, affordability, um, what they're going to be able to do, how it's going to fit into their lifestyle, different things like that, that a franchise, a company is not really going to be looking at all of that with you. When you approach them, you're kind of just looking at it from a perspective of, I'm interested in this one franchise, which may or may not actually be the best fit for you. Right. And, you know, and sometimes, it, you know, the territory might not be open or something like that. And you know, so we might need to look at a couple different options. Um, and it might be something that they, again, they might tell me that they like to do, you know, or um, uh, say, you know, someone I was recently speaking with, <clears throat> um, you know, he really wanted to be in something, you know, uh, fun with like a restaurant and just had fun, you know what I mean? And so as I'm talking to him, you know, that's, that can be a big endeavor, right? You have to get retail space, you have all, you know, and as I'm talking to him, I was like, well, you know, what's your wife think? You know, that, that might be something too. They, they also need to think about is uh, it's not just them. They may also have, you know, a wife and family, right. That may be, in, they might be involved. You can have, you know, I don't know your kids are working in there too. So uh, when you're, you know, maybe your spouse, uh, I don't know, they, like something different right and you find something that might be uh i don't know not something that you actually thought of you know if you go to just that franchise you're kind of looking at um like in the dark with a with a flashlight you're looking at that one thing we need to turn the lights on so you can see everything around you Does that makes sense yeah i like that that's a great analogy actually <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, what are some of the most fre frequently asked questions that you get about owning a franchise? 
Um, well, a lot of them, you know, I think because of so many bigger franchises might be restaurants, they automatically think uh, McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts or something like that. Like, how could I ever get into something like that? And it's not. Like I said earlier, there's uh, there's a franchise for almost anything you could think of. <laughs> so somebody else out there has already set up a structure in place to do it. So um, that's something they always did, you know, again, open up their mind to see other options. Um, and then there's also, is it a good time to start a business? Like, especially right now, we're in, all you gotta do is say 2020 and <laughs> people are like, what, you know, I don't know what's going on. So, uh, but I think that, you know, um, so that's a one thing, is it a good time to open a business? And then, Will it cost the cost? So will it cost more getting into a franchise than doing it themselves? So there are probably some of the, um, I don't know, more popular questions that we would get. And mm -hmm. so. <clears throat> well, and going back to what you just said about is the time, is the timing right? You know, it's 2020. We all kind of know how this year is going and not good for most people. So, um, <laughs> In terms of that, you obviously have tons of franchises that people can choose from, but lately, have there been any considerations that you're discussing with people just about, you know, what type of franchise to open um, during this time? I know that there are some franchises that are doing great in light of COVID-19 and then others that aren't like salons, restaurants, um, all those are suffering a little bit. So is there anything else you want to say on that? Right. So, um, a couple things. So a lot of uh, franchises, when all this happened, you know, like I said earlier, you're in a family, right? And you also have that support. So instantly when things like that happen, um, you know, the, the franchisor, you know, if they're a good franchisor, they rallied around their franchisees and were finding ways to make it happen right? They needed to find ways to keep their franchisees in business. So uh, very quickly, they were changing the way they did things, right? Or adapting to it. And so they were helping out their franchisees to change that. Uh, and there's also franchises that um, <clears throat> uh, some of the work that they were doing may have changed, right? A little bit right, or adapted to. So um, uh, there are, so let me say this too, I think right now where it's a great time to go into franchising is that we're on the back, I think we're on the back end of this, of COVID, right? And if you're gonna open up a business, there's a process to open a business. It's not just gonna suddenly be open tomorrow. Um, by the, you know, let's say, I don't know, two, three months down the road, by the time you open up your doors, the world is getting back to normal, right? So you can be ready for when it, you know, when that launches. Um, and that's why I think it's a great time. Um, and again, back to the crisis, there were, I'll give you a couple of examples real quick, was um, Huntington Learning Center, right? So very quickly, they had, you know, they always had students coming in, okay? So at this point, nobody's coming in. So they had to quickly change it 
get everybody on an online format, a video conferencing format, had, you know, had teachers on there, had, you know, so they had to quickly adapt their business to continue to help their students succeed. Um, and there was, so another franchisor I spoke with actually this past week, um, and I actually asked him that question, how did your business change? And this is something in that like logistics uh, franchise was talking about, where he said, you know, the things that they were shipping out on, on particular with pallets that they were providing um, to, um, like he's, he mentioned the car seats that they were sending out to stores. All of a sudden, they're not sending them out anymore because the stores are closed. But the shipping was going directly to people. So he said he went from, you know, the picking up pallets at, you know, at the Amazon warehouse, you know, three times a week to all of a sudden it was uh, five days a week, sometimes even twice a day. So there it it changed a little bit. Right. And you just have to adapt to it. So mm -hmm. um, there are uh, businesses out there that did thrive through uh, this crisis, but I think that we're coming out of it. Unfortunately, there are some businesses out there that struggled. And um, when you're looking at it, a franchise and a, if you were doing the business on your own, you don't have that support or that, you know, all of a sudden they're, you know, you don't have that bigger company that's calling you saying, what, what do you need? How can we help you? Uh, this is how we're going to change things. This is what we recommend you do. Right. If you're on your own, you're just on your own, you know, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very important point to bring up, because um, even going back to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, where people wonder, you know, I really want to own my own business. Is this really going to be owning my own business or am I just going to be under the watch of, you know, a company? But you know, you, you gave a good answer, but like back then, but then even adding to that is, yeah, in uncertain times, like what we're going through right now, there are so many small businesses that just didn't make it through because they didn't have, they weren't backed by a larger company who, you know, was doing their best to take care of things and keep everyone afloat. So it, it is definitely the stability is there. It's a lot more stable than if you were to just go out and, you know, start your own business doing something. Um, you don't have the you don't have the backing of you know their their funds their marketing all the other things that you're getting from being a franchise owner right what about um just for your future do you have any plans for expanding your business or potentially opening up another franchise um for myself yes i would love i, I would love to open up another franchise at some point and uh it's, it's the uh, ultimate goal of any entrepreneur is uh, is probably to have um, a couple different businesses that they can manage and have uh, multiple revenue streams. You know that's uh, the way of small business, and if you can do that, that's uh, that's great. And so that you know you also have the safety net if you have if let's you have two different businesses and you know. Um, one starts to, you know, COVID hurts it, then the other one might not, you know, so, uh, but you, you know, ultimately an entrepreneur, um, we all want to keep doing more. So trying to find different ways. So yeah, I would love to 
open up another business in the future. Well, the great thing about you and your current business is that you kind of are getting lots of visibility on all the opportunities that are out there. So it'll mm -hmm. make it easy for you when that time does come, if you decide to open another franchise. Yes. Yeah. I, I've, uh, I, you know, I myself, when I got into this, I've learned even a lot more about what else is out there. So. Mm -hmm. And we'll all have to keep an eye on your next venture because since you know so much about it, whatever you do next, we know is a good opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, <laughs> hope, uh, I hope I, I make those good decisions. So, so far. <laughs> What's been the most rewarding thing about your business? It could be, you know, what you're doing currently with Wolfhound, or it could be, you know, as a previous franchise owner, but um, what do you think has been the thing that stands out to you the most? Um, you know, again, it's helping, you know, guide someone else into a, a successful business and um, seeing them get excited about it. I know when I got into Huntington, I was very excited, you know, you, you start getting into it and it's um, sometimes it might seem overwhelming, but you're still excited about it. You want to do everything you can with it. You're, you know, um, so it's seeing someone else get into, you know, that's per, it's personally rewarding to see someone else get into a business, work for themselves. And um, they have all of their, you know, success or their dreams, right. That, you know, they can control themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I was in Huntington, it was uh, very personally, I, I found it very personally rewarding to have, a, you know, uh, to see a student uh, bring their SAT score up a couple hundred points and open up options to college that they never thought of before, or, you know, um, might be a, uh, you know, I don't know, a first grader who can't read yet. And so you've changed that. I, I, when I was there, I mean, I was there for 10 years. So I had a few students that were, when I first got there, they came in in third grade and all of a sudden eight, nine years later, they were coming in to take the SAT, you know? So uh, they, they came in really, <laughs> like all of a sudden they walked through my door and they were taller than I was. And it was like, that's when I realized I had been there a while. So, um, but yeah, that's all personally rewarding to me. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, for people that are listening that want to learn more, Sean, where would you recommend that they find you? Like I said, we'll link the website, but are, is there anything else that you would want them to do in order to connect with you? Um, yeah, they can go to my website. All my information's there. We'll found franchising. Um, or, uh, I mean, they can call me directly or, uh, you know, my email as well. I'm totally open to it, especially if they're a, if they're a veteran. I'll you know, do whatever, uh, you know, whatever I can for them. Um, and uh, I know veterans for some reason, you know, sometimes that can be scary too, if you're jumping into your own business. I don't, uh, as a, may, uh, financially, we may have not have always been, you know, uh, have all that available to us, you know, but there's so much out there that's, that is available, um, especially as a veteran and they may not know all their options. So, uh, you know, I'd love to just, you know, if, if they have questions about it, I can always walk them through it and, uh, or point them in the right direction. So mm -hmm. to contact me, you only, I can give you my number. Um, so um, I don't know if, if you're posting it or not, do you 
or yeah you know, we well how about so as i say instead of uh putting your number on a public platform maybe <laughs> we could link your linkedin profile or something i assume you're on linkedin yeah yeah that's that's fine too yep okay Perfect. Well, Sean, I really appreciate you joining. I think you have tons of experience that could be super helpful to anyone who's interested in opening a franchise. So I would encourage everyone to check out your website. And yeah, thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate uh, appreciate the opportunity. And um, uh, let me know if you have any questions. Yeah, we'll do. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.